Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. It is South Carolina primary week. Vic, my co-host, Vic Mattis of the Free Beacon. Uh, I am definitely over-caffeinated and underprepared. We are your morning show for any hour. We got a lot of news. We're going to do, uh, do a little primary preview. Some news on the Biden dogs yet again. And it ain't good. And then uh, an innovative idea out of California for the minimum wage. So we'll get into that. Before we get into the, all of that, though, how's it going, Vic? Hello, Mary Catherine. I'm doing okay. I'm just sort of uh, a mix of a mix of feelings, both physical and mental. The physical is because I am now on week two of the Power Press. Oh, okay. And, look at you. Uh, yes, I have. You're a new man. I, well, I have some sciatic issues, but I powered through the burpees. What's with the burpees? How about I go away? It's it's like it looks easy, and yet after 15, I'm just like out of breath. They're terrible. They're yeah. They're terrible. Brutal. It's uh, a full body workout. That's what that is. It's a, it's, I felt like Vivek Ramaswamy. Do you remember the video of him doing the burpees? Yeah, look, that guy was, there's, there wasn't shame in his burpees. No, he, he was in good, he's in good shape. shame for a he's lot of other shape. things, but so not that. The, um, so the mental part, dilemma, horrible thing happened. This morning, I uh, had to go to the supermarket, you know, pick up some stuff. Mm-hmm. I go to the self-checkout line. Okay. And I used to, re- I remember when self-checkout was new, I resisted that because I liked to, you know, the humans. Right. And suddenly there are no more humans. Maybe there's one or two ones. If you go early enough, I think there's none. You just got to do it yourself. So fine, okay. do it myself. Okay. They prefer, you know, you take the little, you know, cart thing, you yeah. know, and you put it on top and then you do the thing. Well, I had a lot of heavy stuff on one end of it. And when I started scanning, it flipped over, okay. went face down and a jar of pickles and a jar of salsa smashed on the oh, floor. Oh, Vic. And I was like, oh. This is a huge party foul. Oh, this it's is huge. A, this it's is a, a middle-aged huge. party foul yeah. because we are supposed to know how to grocery shop. That's, no. That's we're the skill to, we're no. supposed to and have. You know what's funny? I thought about it. I said, is it going to tip over? I said, no, nah, I think it's okay. And then all of a sudden, it, you, in that horrible, unmistakable smash of glass. Oh, no. And it's a pile of pickles, salsa, oh. and glass. And the only person who seemed to come around immediately, by the way, the machine stops as if it knows an accident happened. He's how did health- it? I don't know. It was like, help is on the way. Help is on the way. Unfortunately, help really wasn't on the way. Okay. One elderly woman working there. She I am mildly disturbed that the checkout machine knew that you yeah. had broken something. It's like there's cameras. There's somebody sitting watching like in the casino. Uh, so this woman comes over and she goes, oh, uh, let me get uh, paper towels. Right. I'm like, lady, you're going to need more than paper towels. It's, you know, the pickle jar, you know, yeah. the Vlasic with the bread and butter. Yeah. It's like, it's just pouring brine is everywhere. All, bread and butter, gross. I'm really? Glad, I'm glad they broke. Ugh. I like to mix it up. Better, Glad, better you know, than guess, taking that home yeah, to your family. I guess you're not stealing my ham sandwich today with the bread and butter dill pickles. Dill only. Dill really? all day. I lo- Kosher dill. I go back and forth. I go back and forth. Okay. Anyway, Fine. so she comes over with a roll of paper towels, but it's like the, it's like just about to run out. And that's the only paper towel roll she had. She looked, she goes, oh, and so she puts three down. It makes no difference. People are now coming around. I'm like, look out, everybody. You're going to slip and fall. That's like a move from my 10-year-old. That's like, Oh, yeah, well, here's a little thing for you. Just drop it on So I'm trying to do it myself using my foot, you know, with with the shoe. Now it's got the brine on it. And she's trying to pick up the the glass with her bare hands. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to pick up some glass, and she's telling me to be careful. Don't cut myself. Right. Liability. There are other workers standing around, and they're not helping her. That's, That's weird. the weird part. Yeah. And so she went around for a while trying to get some help or look for more paper towels. And there are other people just stock. They don't even put up like a, a little like cleanup on, you know, aisle seven or checkout mm-hmm. with a cart saying, you know, the Pizzo Mojado sign. Right. They don't slip and fall. Right. Nothing. So people are just doing their thing. 
Isn't that kind of disturbing? This is like the pedestrian problem, you know, like yeah. where, where crime happens right. on the street and no one does anything. Right. It, I feel, you know why? Because our society punishes people how, who help now. Right. Even, that's what happens. Well, you know, I mean, it, and she I could be like, prosecuted. Yeah. That's right. I said, is there a mop I can help mop? Now, all of a sudden, now as a customer, I'm doing this. Right. But she never came back with us. She was like, it went over to the manager station. There was no manager there. So I just moved my stuff, rechecked it out, and I left. Was that where, wrong? Where are the robots who yeah. mop? Do you remember the we need robot? A robot who mops? A lot of supermarkets have the robots. Yeah. Not here. And that would have been a good one to have. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if I should leave, but I left. I mean, look, if no one was forthcoming, it di- if it didn't feel I mean, like they're someone right w- there, they're just accidents happen, Vic, as I tell my children. Right. You know, no. you're not a bad Cost. person okay. because you dropped the huh. pickles. You are a bad person because <laughs> you bought bread, bread and butter, butter. pickles. <laughs> I um, almost got the other one. But you ones, know, but... it happens. Mm-hmm. It happens. And like, I. At a store, it is actually not your responsibility to clean yeah, it up. You want to help. Bad. You want to be a good citizen. Help, but I'm not but gonna... you can't do the whole job because you right. don't have the supplies I don't to have, do the whole do job. Do I have to do it? I had a feeling that if I got the supplies, they would not have stopped me. They'd be like, awesome job, yeah, Vic. That's it. So, but here's the weird thing. How Would you wait to go back to the supermarket? Like, How long would you wait to go back? Nah. Oh, really? You just go good. right back? Here they I am again. Smash. They won't remember you. Okay. That's that man with the giant head and the pickles. All right, that was gratuitous. That was gratuitous. I'm just trying sound, to think if they would you remember. Sound like my, you sound like my daughter. She always manages to throw in some big-headed comment or even small eyes, which is so racial. Oh, how yeah, dare. Yeah, smaller. How dare. Smaller. Does okay. she know that she is awesome? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I said, you know, it's like a mirror. <laughs> Mary Catherine, I hope your morning was more less less stressful than that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have any accidents this morning. I did. I went this week on a journey. I went to New York and back in one day. Okay. I've, that's In one day. I don't recommend it. No. We're talking about New York City? New York City. And, you know, it's a three and a half, four hour train trip mm-hmm. on which actually I no hate. Okay. So I, you weren't you, driving. No, I wasn't oh, driving. Good. You can do a lot of work on the train. Yeah. Although the train is a little iffy, like whether it's going to get you there on time. And I did sure. need to be there at a certain time. I was a little late, but we we made it work. I, my train was about thirty minutes late, but I didn't miss my thing. What I was doing was a confab of the University of Georgia. Ah, they called it Grady Greats. My journalism school your, is uh, alum. Your fellow alumni. Yes, alumni. the the Grady Journalism School yeah. had some journalism oh, school and students mm-hmm. up in New York City. They were meeting with various broadcast folks all around uh-huh. the city and journalists all around the city, and so I was part of a panel for them filmed at abc very nice where they watched us talk about sort of the future of media and this the 2024 cycle and it was other grady graduates such as deborah norville of nbc news university of georgia graduate deborah roberts of abc okay anchor will carr who's a a correspondent for Uh, i know i perhaps I should add that as my middle name and I would have more success. Another alum, alumna. Will Carr, you um, mentioned. What now? Will, Will Carr, Carr. Yeah. Another alumnus from the AP. Yes. yes. It was a nice little group and a professor. So we we chatted about the media uh, and tried to politely say, this ship is going down, guys. Well, I was going to say, was there, did, was there <laughs> a feeling- Good luck to you finding a job. <laughs> was there a feeling of irony that you're having this discussion at ABC News, you know, in the very, where Peter Jennings once right. was? Yeah, well, I mean- so. Part of it was about that because the Legacy. some of the people on the panel said, you know, this is this is where I used to get my news. I got it from Peter Jennings. I got I it did. from Walter Cronkite. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. now it's very different. Mm-hmm. 
And of course, some of you can be a bit fatalistic about that, as I am on in, on some occasions. I used to be quite the optimist, but then you know I was an optimist about Twitter and what what new new technology would do for yeah. media consumption. I'd and say now, they're, they're... now I'm not as sanguine as I used to can be. I, can I mention, by the way, uh, two people who you brought onto Twitter? Me and Bill Crystal. Sorry about <laughs> that, everyone. For both of you, for everyone, for anyone. I mean, look, yeah, depending on how you feel. So, on how you feel. so no, well, my thing back in the day was that for people who have yeah. a name that someone could squat on, mm -hmm. they should at least get the name. Mm -hmm. So I actually got Charles Krauthammer on Twitter as well, mm -hmm. who his is obviously wow. used. His was yeah. only used to send columns out. Really? Yeah. Uh, I just said, like, get the name so that nobody takes yeah. it and sits yes. there. Yes. Look at you. But, you know, now, now you get to see Vic's tweets because of I know sorry everybody because of me bringing bringing that to you at any rate I used to be optimistic about all new technology and I think there's so many wonderful things about it that for instance anyone can go into their city council meeting and film until the like school board stops you because they're crazy or mm -hmm. whatever <laughs> but yeah. people have access to primary documents and primary information that they didn't have before all these things are wonderful I think there are upsides to AI I don't want to be oh. but man do I think the industry is healthy? No. Am I sure that new technology will lead to yeah. healthy developments? But I will say there was at least a little bit of introspection on this panel, which is something that's lacking. Oh, that's good. Yeah. In media. I was going to ask. And I, I said, you know, and it's always awkward to be the person who says this, but I was like, the re people put media on par with used car salesmen. Oh. And... Worse. We need to understand that there's a reason people don't trust us, and it's mm. because we get so many things wrong. And in fact, like because of ideological blind spots, because of confirmation bias, sometimes just because of dishonesty, yeah, we lie to people. Yeah, that's right. I don't. I don't. Everyone. But <laughs> did you? No, but we yeah. we had to discuss that, and I, it's part of the story. And I mentioned things like, oh, for instance, oh, I don't know they. The fact that Trump got elected at all, the entire political press missed that story. Yeah. It's a pretty big story. And then they, COVID school closures. Yeah. Pretty big story. Oops. That's good. Did you have enough time to stay in New York for a lunch or something? Or you had no, to go? I went right back to the train station. So I was going to stay the night and do some other things, but my husband ended up having to get called out of town. So I needed to get back, help with the kids. But it was a bright, sunny day in New York. I got a little walk down about 20 blocks because I, you know, in New York, it's like a real close call whether you want to get the Uber or walk, walk 20 yeah, yeah, blocks. It's like, it's like, just like, it's either, yeah, not far enough, right. but too far for So I went walk. ahead and, I went ahead and walked. Got no little, one in doubt. People walk all jumped, the time. Jumped back on the train, but I enjoyed it. The students were lovely. I got to have a lot of conversation with Great. them. I didn't wear red and black, which was a foul. I'm sorry, everybody. I did wear my Georgia oh. beanie, not on stage because you can't wear it on stage, but, and then in the pictures, of this event, which I'll put on my Instagram, real resting bee face problem, which I, I'm not mad about. Well, you Look, were concerned at the time. No, I was. Yeah, that was a serious about the state face. of media. But there's one shot of me where it's like, what? What is going on with her face? I'll put that up on on resting the Instagram bee. so you guys can see it. But a privilege to be with those folks, fellow dogs. We called the dogs at the end, as you have to do yeah. as a dog. Yeah. That was my my adventure to New York, and now being me. I can't find my dang makeup bag. I think I probably mentioned this on the show before, but when a woman loses her makeup bag, it's yeah. like a very, it's a high dollar it, event. It, it's okay? right. It's not like my toiletries bag. No, or something, no. no. Which and I like, don't have. My toiletries bag is called the Ziploc, but I get the large one. 
I'm yeah. fairly certain it's at my house, but I just I'm having okay. a little bit of a of a thing because I can what I can do is I can go on stage and speak for a panel on last minute notice, just pontificate mm-hmm. as needed. What I cannot do is keep a calendar or find my keys or my makeup. Those are the things I have certain skills and not others. Can I ask you a question? What? Do you drink on the train? No. Ever? Although, wait, hold on. <laughs> I did. I, I did. knew it. This is, but this was on the way up, and I didn't you, lose it on the way up. You, you drank on the way up before your talk, but not after? Yes. Okay. Here's why. On the, God, I should have thought of this earlier. On the way up, I was sitting across from two women. Yeah. They were married to a pair of brothers, so they're sisters-in-law, and they were playing hooky for the day. Oh, yeah. And they sat across from me. They got on, I believe, in Philly or somewhere near there. Oh, you had one of those seats that yes. faced other, yeah. They were sitting right across yeah. from me. And they were playing hooky, they declared to me. And I said, that sounds great. And then they started pulling out mini Proseccos. And I was like, look at these ladies living it up. And so I, they offered Prosecco oh, wow. to me and charcuterie because they brought like prosciutto you have and mozzarella with Did them. you have a table? Oh, okay. Yeah. You were in the so, cafe car. You were, no, but no, no. We're just, but we're yeah, at yeah, one yeah. of those tables. They have a table. That's a nice spot. So eventually when plied... I said, okay, sure, How I will have not? some. How can you not? I will have some Prosecco yeah. and some charcuterie, oh. courtesy of my seatmates on the Amtrak, best seatmates ever. Did they ask you, did they like recognize you? No, but we what... talked about my job and then we got uh, into a little bit uh, of like them, you know, now they're the demographic. They have older kids, uh-huh. they're married moms, uh-huh. they live probably in the collar counties of Philadelphia, That's, right? This is the these demo. These are your, your people. Yeah. And they're just very discouraged by the choices before them. Oh, yeah. So- Yet another focus okay. group shows what you see in polling. Look at you working. Work, I know, you work throughout. I, well, one of them, one, one of them was like, "I just, I don't know if I'll vote." Yeah. <laughs> it's like fair enough. And this, this is a person again. The demo. This is a person who you can tell is probably was raised in a Republican household, mm-hmm. has been right of center, is unconvinced about Trump. Like yeah. the, that's the person we yeah. lost. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I was working. Look at me. That's a little thing called journalism, everyone. <laughs> That's what I was doing. Okay. Good for I guess, you. Speaking of journalism, I oh. guess we should get to the news. Let's do it. Okay. First off, we have to do it. We wanted to talk a little bit about the, the fallout from the Trump verdict because I was just kind of thinking and yeah. I saw some tweets along these lines about Okay, well, what does this mean for New York? Sure. Because if you're taking, as Kevin O'Leary from uh, Shark Tank has noted, just the business of commercial real estate yeah. and making it fraud, which is what right. this is. Overvaluing is a committing of fraud as opposed to you know having your real estate company who's responsible for selling, let's say, your property, your right. house, saying, no, we should really lowball. Let's ball. just let, let put let's it really low, it. really low. I was thinking about that, and then I came across this. Like, what does that mean for other yeah. real estate folks? Will they, commercial real estate is already in a real pickle, yeah. kosher dill only, in <laughs> New York City and beyond. Yeah. And this sends the signal, whether they want to send the signal mm-hmm. or not, that this could get you in trouble. So, But they're sending a different signal, signal via Governor Kathy Hochul. I don't know if you saw this. New York Governor Kathy Hochul addressed New York business owners in a new interview and told them there's nothing to worry about after former President Trump was hit with a $355 million fine and a ban on conducting business in New York 
for three years. Hochul joined John Katsimatidis. Wow, the cat's round. I don't, I don't know how to say his last name. I apologize. Where she was asked if other uh, New York business people should be worried that if they do that to the former president, they can do that to anybody. Ooh, sounds like someone's campaign message. Yeah. I think that this is really an extraordinary, unusual circumstance, she said, that the law-abiding and rule-following New Yorkers who are business people have nothing to worry about because they're very different than Donald Trump and his behavior. I mean, let's be honest. This is her just saying we do have two tiers of yes, justice. And in absolutely. fact, he's on one and you guys are on a different That's one. Just, right. just keep donating the right way and you'll be OK. That's it. So, I mean, I, I get it. In other circumstances, in a normal world, this is a, a terrible precedent that has been set. And a lot of these companies feel exposed because here's somebody who uh, has now been banned from doing business in the state of New York for three years and find when you add up the interest, like half a billion dollars. And companies don't want to do that. No. But, you know, government. And if they're imposing this mm -hmm. willy nilly, it yeah. feels scary. Like what what does it oh, take sure. to turn you into a Donald Trump? Is it just that's one exactly wrong opinion? It. That's No, that's exactly it. So, I mean, I think Governor Hochul is right in the sense that you don't have anything to worry about unless your name is Donald Trump and you are running for president as a Republican or we deem you as a threat to the Democratic Party. Again, all she had to do is say, remember, let me assure you, Letitia James, the attorney general, she campaigned on going after Trump. She didn't know what she was going to find, but if you elect her, she'll start digging and find something. And guess what? She found something and we got him. Mission accomplished. Everybody else is fine. Again, unless you are... Unless, I don't know. Yeah. Not people who we like. Well, and that's that's sort of the gray area. Seems like a problem, it particularly so, with commercial real estate yeah. teetering anyway. Yeah. And and it's just so, so like bold and shameless, naked political targeting. Yeah. Here. So, I mean, he, no, you know, a, just him, guys, just yeah. him. Don't worry. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're again, you know, if, if Letitia James could find a way to actually like have Trump behind bars before right. trial right she would do it and probably the media would My you know norms. give her cover and there would be celebrations in the street but it, this isn't good no it's this not is not good. good any everyone who is you know enjoying this really even if you're on the if you're on the other side this is this is not good because it's not the right way to go about it yeah well as trump often says they're going after me like a dog like a dog he says oh, oh speaking of which speaking of dogs we have some news from the other the other party, the other party's standard bearer. One, Joe Biden in the White House. You know who's not in the White House anymore is Commander. Yeah. Commander the German Shepherd, acquired as a puppy who came to the White House under much fanfare. To much fanfare. Much great press. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so great. They love the dog. The second dog <laughs> that the Bidens have rehomed yeah. during not even a full term in the White House. Uh, Major was the first one. He yes. could not be reached for comment. <laughs> President President Biden has given first dog commander to relatives, the White House said Wednesday. He must not like the relatives. Following re revelations of more brutal attacks on Secret Service employees, including a case in which White House tours were suspended to mop up blood from the floor of the East Wing and another attack in which an agent suffered a severe deep open wound at Biden's Delaware vacation home. The total number of attacks is up to about 25. Now, this is a CNN story, I think. I believe these documents were broken by yeah, CNN, yes. to them. And the initial commander stories were broken by the Post mm -hmm. in July 2023. And these documents note that 
They didn't do what was necessary even after that story broke in 2023. They still had this dog. He's a busy man. Here's the thing. They still had this dog off leash. Several of these incidents happen while the dog is off leash. You have, this is wildly irresponsible. Could you imagine if it went after like somebody on a White House tour? Oh, like this very easily could happen. It is shocking what they allowed. Again, this is a dog who you know has gone after people, who you know has hurt people. Now, there are some folks who say the dog is to blame. Obviously, the dog is reactive. The dog has some behavioral problems. The dog has not been given a path to success because these people are bad dog owners. Right. Like, really bad. Well, it's like they shouldn't be actual owners. (laughs) and, And the thing is, I get it. The image is really important for this president to look well, like that, he's that's strong. They want to have, got a German you want to have a cool dog. German Shepherd's name is Commander because I'm in command. He's in command. We're taking charge. And I'll see you later. Yeah. And Commander is, in, Commander is in fact Cujo, as it turns out. I mean. I mean. And and again, I, I think he has been made into that because he yeah. was not trained right. properly. They don't want to do the work. They like the look of it, but they don't actually want to put in the work. And they they claim, of course, like, you know, we consulted with all. Please, mm-hmm. please. They have all the resources yeah. in the world. The this, president of the United States can't yeah. get a proper. I would guess that they it's a combination of they don't care and other people are paying the price, not them, apparently. Although it seems easily one of them could pay a price mm-hmm. at some point for this. They're not paying the price. And also Biden is probably stubborn about like walk well, I, I got control of this dog yeah Sir, i know you, how this car you yeah, do not have control of this dog yeah and then after all of this to have that dog off leash in the white house is wild well, that's terrifying that's wild if i were the president i would immediately after especially after major i would have just immediately picked up the phone and called caesar milan no the, exactly have caesar milan in the portico Perfect. it's Make gonna it be it's be gonna show. be great reality tv yeah. Let yeah. Caesar be your pack leader. <laughs> That's right. Don't be led around by the dog. Yeah. Don't be led. Remember, no, that was the thing. Don't be led around by the dog. This poor dog needs a pack leader. Yeah. And Biden is not a pack leader. Yeah, you're the pack leader. I love in the documents, there are, there are various redacted metaphor. quotes from both Joe Biden and Jill sort of yelling at the Secret Service agents as Commander is coming towards them. And I just wonder what those quotes were. It's your fault. <laughs> Run. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What because, have you done to my dog? No, I mean, I was when I saw the story, I saw some of the comments, and some of the comments are like, well, it's clearly the Secret Service's fault, not the dog's fault. But I mean, it's really the, the lack of training is the, is the problem yes. here. And again, yes. they just, you know, they want the luck, but they don't want to put the effort into it, and this is what you get. He has been with other family members since the fall. Again, that means several months post yeah. the story breaking in the New York Post. Now we know that there were more. Very violent incidents, by the way, and again, terrible for the dog. Mm-hmm. Any other American's dog mm-hmm. would have been euthanized by this point. Yeah, like this. Would be- after killing this, I mean, not killing. Excuse me. After injuring uh, yeah. this many people, no, this would this just many people would not be allowed. No, they wouldn't. Police would have gotten involved at this point if if if, if you are a dog owner and it has committed this many attacks. Yes, it's outrageous. Um, I want the dog to succeed, and I think he has just been, I mean, the chances of him doing so at this point are very low because he has spent the entirety of his young life 
doing this yeah. and being allowed to do this. Yeah, and drawing and, 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 and biting into human flesh. The, Ooh, it ticks me off. The, Can you imagine if yeah. Trump had rehomed oh. two dogs in the four years that he was in the White House, what the stories would be about? Do you think, like the late night comedians, do you think they make jokes about Um, that? Seems like they might. They wouldn't make jokes. They don't make jokes. They would do a montage of how horrible it was. Yeah. You know what? It is horrible. Mm -hmm. This is bad. Y'all have bad behavior. Commander is a threat to democracy. So here's here's the thing. You know, you think about Obama, obviously very confident about his image, gets a Portuguese water dog, you know, yeah, you might as well get a, a Bichon Freeze. It's fine. Look, he doesn't care. But George Bush H. W. Little, Millie. Yeah. Clinton had Barney. Socks. Socks the cat. Barney. Little Barney. No. And it's fine. Barney's fine. Com- the Portuguese water dogs are he, fine. He like, is compensating yeah. for the image. And also, as a president, you need to understand, particularly a president that's only awake for a certain number of hours yes. per day, you need to understand like you might not have time to deal with the dog properly. Right. So you either need to outsource that properly or you need to get a less aggressive yeah. breed of dog who needs less work, who needs less energy worked out of them. It would be a great tell-all from one of these victims. Dude, it's bad. I mean, they were yeah. people were getting stitches. Yeah, well, one th- woman is bit on one woman was bit on her her wrist and her thigh. This is a like they honestly maybe they should give him to the to the tactical team as oh, just yeah. an attack dog because yes. yeah. Just kidding. Those get... dogs are extremely well trained in this one. Like the one who got, I think it was El Baghdadi. Yeah. That one, yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe he has a future in that. Oh, it's just shameful. It's shameful. Speaking of not taking responsibility, I do want to note that Biden is once again shipping away at student loan debt. Oh, yeah. Despite the Supreme Court saying you can't do that the way that he had done it, what he's doing now is sort of going piecemeal through a bunch of old programs. See, the, the way the government works is that they, they just have all of our money sort of tied up yeah. in these programs that they end up like sort of stretching the definition of until the courts tell them not to two years later. And they spend a bunch of our money to pay down the debts of affluent college graduates mm-hmm. that Biden needs to vote for him. Well, in fact, I believe so, Biden is sending out the email, right? He An email is going to go out to these people mm-hmm. saying, Congratu- you know, great, I got, I've got great news for you. All that money you owed. Mm-hmm. Probably weren't sure how you were going. It to means they can finally get on it. with their lives. Yeah, he says. And, uh, and what have y'all been doing? Maybe you should, it, you it, should have gotten on with paying your your debt because you took it on. Yeah. But no, cancel debt. Don't forget to vote. I <laughs> it's really. I feel like a. It's real, such a naked play for. I feel like a real old fuddy duddy when I say that you should take responsibility for both your dogs and your debts, but yeah. you should take responsibility for wouldn't both your be, dogs. Wouldn't and your it be debts. the worst if you just paid your last? installment off for, yeah. for debt and then you get <laughs> the news breaks that oh you're, but this is, you could have been course. vacationing you could be yeah. going out and partying yeah. instead of having to work and pay off all of the, these you know, things incentivize the wrong behavior yeah. right yeah. so this incentivizes just not paying until you find out that mm-hmm. you're getting a chunk mm-hmm. paid by those who didn't have right. college debts who, by the way, largely make less than those whose debts are being paid because they're co- not college. Yeah, graduate. I mean, what about the ones who decided to go yeah. vocational technical, as we say? Right, right, right. You know, electrical, just, just plumbing, paying off college cars. debts. And it is a blatant move. Yeah. Just to pay off. Oh, it is. Constituents. Yeah. Going to do that. Maybe we'll make more efforts in legalizing the drugs. And uh, hey, don't forget November. Yeah. 
So maybe you should pay your own debts, but I know that's yeah. very out of style. Just as we're like incentivizing, oh, I don't know, like come to the country illegally and get thousands of dollars in debit cards yes. and as shelter happening and in New York. food. I mean, this is like all over. Yeah. That's also taxpayer money, by the way. That's our money. Yeah. Just going to incentivize bad behavior. Well, I mean, I see these It's com- almost as if it's intentional. I, it's enough to make you crazy like that. I see these commercials for, you know, the homes for for homeless vets. You know, it's on it's on the, oh, on yeah. the news channel. And I'm like, man. I, Are they it, in hotel rooms if, in New York City? If only they were, if only they were illegal. Yeah. You know, that's. That's anyway. the key. Okay. One more quick clip that I want to play. And just by the to, way, yeah. I was going to say. Not the stuff on your line over Please. here. But just talking about the border. Yeah. More than 500% increase in Chinese coming into this country. I'm sure. And they're flying in is from Turkey to Tijuana and then up into San Diego. What's happening there? Sounds great. Sounds great. Okay. It's crazy making. Yeah. I, tr- I try to keep a level head, but this stuff is insane. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to play one more clip just to note that Nikki Haley is still in the race. It's the Republican primary. There is a Republican primary on Saturday. I will be on NBC broadcast for that event on Saturday night. If you want to check me out there talking about what probably will be a Trump win in South Carolina. Nonetheless, Haley is signaling that she's in this to stay for now. And I just give you a little little bit of the tone of her campaign in South Carolina. It's not normal to spend $50 million in campaign contributions on personal court cases. It's not normal to threaten people who back your opponent. And it's not normal to call on Russia to invade NATO countries. Donald Trump has done all of that and more in just the past month. Look, I've said it many times. I think Donald Trump was the right president at the right time. But times change, and so has Trump. He's gotten more unstable and unhinged. He spends more time in courtrooms than he does on the campaign trail. He refuses to debate. He's completely distracted. And everything is about him. He's so obsessed with his own demons from the past, he can't okay, focus I think a lot on of that is correct. And I think the Americans voters in deserve. South Carolina largely don't care. She's only down by like 30 or 40 points, I think. Uh, That's the first thing. Secondly, is she not thinking of becoming his running mate after that speech? At one point she said, at one point she said, like, I'm not, I'm not looking for anything from him. That's the difference between, that was the point she was making. That's the difference between me and the other people who make an argument against him. Yeah. Is I'm not looking for anything from this guy. Do I totally believe that? And she also, she, she like, like, like. All of them, well, almost all of them signed the pledge, right? Yes. So she has to support. On the other hand, it really kind of depends on what happens in these other trials, right? I mean, if she manages to somehow right. stay on, even after she loses in South Carolina, I think it's easier for her to come in in the event of an emergency right. than somebody who is out. And then you're going to have to do all these backroom dealings at the convention. So that's what I—that's what me. I think the play is. Yeah. Basically, is look linger. This is an unprecedented situation. This guy, very likely, could be convicted of something. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for the party? What does that mean for the electorate and how independents respond to him? Right. And I'm the only person standing over here with a few electors mm-hmm. from the the normal process. Right. 
I'm the obvious choice if something needs to happen. Right. Yeah. And, and, and no issue with the legal fees that she has to worry about. Yes, we could save many millions. Considerable. Yeah. Considerable. Yeah, it's a real... You know what? I think Laura Trump, as co-chair of the RNC, will make sure that every penny is spent wisely. Alina Haba will be well compensated for her work. The party's in good hands. <laughs> On the, the other ideological end of the spectrum, can we just note that in the California Senate debate this week, oh. just like classic bad liberal policy, I just want to play a little bit of this. This is Representative Barbara Lee, who was not appointed to the California seat when Dianne Feinstein passed away. Right. Some thought that she might be, but she was already in the race. So Gavin Newsom picked another African-American woman who resides in Maryland to be this interim senator. You're not going to believe this, <laughs> but California. I forgot. And I thought Senator, I thought Barbara Lee was the senator. Nope. That was No, it was nope. the woman from Maryland. Yeah, Maryland. At any rate, Barbara Lee is running for Senate in California. And she had this to say in the latest primary, or it's a primary debate, but it's yes. the whole that's the whole as enchilada we, as because we know, as there's we know only in California. Right. You're calling for a $50 an hour federal minimum wage. That's seven times the current national minimum wage of $7.25 an hour. Can you explain how that would be economically sustainable for small businesses? You have 60 seconds. First, let me say I um, owned and ran a small business for um, 11 years. I created hundreds of jobs, benefits retirement benefits, also health care benefits. I know what worker productivity means, and that means that you have to make sure that your employees are taken care of and have a living wage. In the Bay Area, I, I believe it was the United Way, came out with a report that uh, very recently, $127,000 for a family of four is just barely enough to get by. Another survey very recently, 104000 for a family of one, barely enough to get by low income because of the affordability crisis. And so just do the so math. Just, just do the math. Give yeah, them more oh, money. Well, Vic. you know, it's interesting because she mentions I have, as she says, you know, small business experience. I ran a business mm -hmm. and we assume that the business was fine. You know why the business was fine? Because the minimum wage wasn't $50. Also, like, I just love the idea that once you're in government, Oh. I'm no longer a businessman or a businesswoman, so I'm just going to engage in the magical thinking yeah. that we can give people. Well, I mean, why not? Why stop at fifty? By Let's the go way? for 100. a hundred. How about hundred? Stingy. Yeah, hundred. Just make more money. As long as we're dealing with magical money. Yeah. Let's make it a hundred. Just, just make more. This, just the level of economic illiteracy yeah. of anyone who has anything to do with running California, right. is disturbing. Yes, but it's sort of part and parcel of sort of where the state is heading right now yeah. because it's getting more and more deranged and on every level. If you think about the state of California uh -huh. where if your child, you know, not adult, if your child decides on a different gender and you don't support gender affirming that right. child, the state can take her, that, that child away. Isn't yeah, that they, right? And that they, they want can, to add that they to wanna, the criteria. They want to add yes. that to the criteria. There's a special home like a, like a home for runaways, for trans runaways. They want to ban gas-powered cars by a certain date, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Black reparations is actually making progress there, but who's paying for that? And what about like, what what do the immigrants, you know, you know, who come to this country, 
you know, why, they're wondering why are they getting money and they're not getting money. Mm-hmm. There's that. And then the other thing, Mary Catherine, is uh, Gavin Newsom had predicted California's deficit was going to uh, go down to $38 billion, And mm-hmm. the latest report- How'd from that go? State, $74 billion. Oh, Probably, has as soon as they get that. a high-speed train, I'm sure everything oh, will go fine. <laughs> By the way, I should correct myself. The Democratic candidates in this debate were Adam Schiff, Barbara Lee, Katie Porter, all Democratic Talk about representatives. Talk rogues, rogues gallery. Yeah. And then there is a Republican candidate and former professional baseball player, Steve Garvey. Oh, right. Who's on the yeah. stage. Oh, so, he was on. They, they threw him on there because yep. it's like a... He's, he's in there. No, this is just... Ugh, just crazy talk. Yeah. Crazy talk. Magical thinking. This is not how the world works. And yet, because it's California, all of this nonsense gets exported to the rest of us because California's economy, now, it might not be so large if you keep doing crap like this, but they command so much of the population, so much of the money in this country, that it ends up sort of leaking over to everyone else. And the federal government goes, especially under someone like Biden, goes, oh, perhaps we should do this. In fact, I believe the EPA just this week was like, you know what we should do? Let's make it a... About a 70% uh, target for electric vehicles. We don't have the grid That's for that. Insane. They don't have demand right. for it. All of the mm-hmm. all of the major car mm-hmm. makers have been like, oh, we're, we're, this isn't really working out for yeah. us. But under a Democratic president, of course, these yeah. agencies are like, what can we do? Let's yeah. do what California does. And the, 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 the person really behind a lot of this insanity is Rob Bonta, mm-hmm. you know, in, 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 in the state government. And he's the one who's pushing it. One of the other ideas that they're trying to push through is billing uh, for electric bills. They, they're going to charge you not how, on your usage, but on mm-hmm. your income level. Oh. So, I mean, it's just like creating a little mini, I don't know, Soviet state. I'm not really sure. You know, what, speaking of Russia. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is a sad not story. It is a a sad, U.S. Russian citizen was arrested for treason after, and this is the yeah. CNN reporting, after she, the alleged crime is giving a very small amount of money to a Ukrainian charity, according to the Californian spa where she worked, Ksenia Karolina. A 33-year-old woman who lives in Los Angeles was arrested in the Russian city of Yekaterinburg for allegedly providing financial assistance to a foreign state in activities directed against Russian security. Let us just reiterate that America has its problems, Mm -hmm. but this is a different level of problem. Yeah. So now Putin has, he's got Paul Whelan, mm-hmm. he's got Evan Gershkovich from the Wall Street Journal. Right. And, and, and now Kazenia Karolina. And it, it's, so in, the, in the, the Paul Whelan case, the accusations, he's a spy, right? And Gershkovich, journalist, but he's, oh, he had possession of classified documents. Right. And in this case, it's because of aiding and abetting Ukraine for a $51 donation. Is that right? That is what we know thus far. Yeah. So I understand that Putin wants... He's keeping a number of these people hostage because he'd like to exchange them for some the assets that he values, namely hitmen and assassins right. who are held overseas. Oh, gosh. Didn't we already let out that giant did. arms dealer? Yes, for Brittany Griner. Oh, yeah. He's just, just saying. But I mean, you know, this is, I mean, think about Obama did the same thing for Bo Bergdahl, the exchange right. for Bo Bergdahl, who went out on his own, by the way. Yeah. And then we, we exchanged these Taliban commanders, some of whom are now back in power. So, look, I, I want to get Americans home, and but there is a question of how you do it, and because this could encourage them to just continue right, snatching right. up innocent people. And I got to say, of all of all the things that Trump did during his time, he was he was actually rather decent at getting. Yeah, it was O'Brien 
who was the NSA head who had, had a lot right. of experience negotiating mm-hmm. this, these things and yep. was often point man right. on getting an American home and did quite a good job, seemingly without giving away the farm. Yeah. And so I've, my hope is that this, is, this does not go on too long for Carolina. Her boyfriend back home says he's counting on America to bring her back to him. But yeah, yikes. Um, it is, uh, if, you, if, if you think about it, though, from Putin's position, I don't know. Why wouldn't you? And it's certainly because what what are we what are we going to do? Well, and this than, is the problem with losing. Right? What, is, what is the consequence for him? Right. This is the problem with losing deterrence. Right. Yeah. At at some point, people There's, believed they couldn't do these things right. because America would have something down on you not hard. just to say about right. it, like not a stern letter. Right. But you know, there would be consequences, and once you have lost that, things get much more dangerous. There are still Americans being held in Gaza. Oh my God. Americans. We don't hear about that. No, I mean, during the hostage crisis in Iran, it was a huge deal every day. Every day. Every day. Right. And I remember that as a kid. Here, you don't get the same sense of urgency from the administration. I mentioned this a long time ago, how I hoped maybe behind the scenes, what what do I know? I don't have access to sort of national security (laughs) memos, but I'd like to think that they're working to get them out, but I'm not so sure. Uh, By the way, I just want to note that Zach Beauchamp of Vox recently did some in-depth reporting on how Israel's war went wrong. And I, again, when it comes to introspection in the media, just want to note that it was not very long ago that the same reporter oh. mistakenly tweeted that there was a bridge that connected Gaza oh. and the West Bank. Credulously, he, he just claimed that that was the case. And so I would suggest that when you're reading someone's in-depth reporting on Israel, Maybe you should look somewhere else, yeah, away from the guy who thought there was a land bridge between Gaza and the West Bank. Like this, but they this, just keep on going. No, they just, they're just like, I am an like, expert. You know, I'm an expert. Yeah. Are you an expert, yeah. or did you make up a thing keep on that very moving. obviously you know, didn't this exist? Is what, this is what we do. Anyway, all right. What else we got? You oh. wanted to talk about artificial intelligence. Yes. Tell did me you, what's happening. Did I, you see the brouhaha? Oh, this is a, you're talking about the new. The new uh, software, uh, Google Gemini? Yes, Google Gemini. Okay, so it, it's generative AI. Yeah. Images is what a lot of people are, are looking for when this they for people are just it. amusing themselves. Is this yes. what it's being used except, for, amusement? Except I do think this has this has large implications, right? Huge. Because AI is going to you won't be in charge of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. We're speaking of misinformation and disinformation, not, not the kind where like it's just someone's opinion I don't like, but actual trouble deciphering what's real and what's right. not. If AI ends up in charge of a lot of the things and, and Google is one of the more powerful companies that could be yeah. in charge of that AI, what kind of material we're getting out of it? And it turns yeah. out Who's programmed. that it, when it comes to Google, its version of AI has diversity and inclusion built into it so that in truly ridiculous fashion, right. if you ask it for illustrations of Roman soldiers, it will give you African-American and Asian Roman soldiers. What? Yes. No. Yes. And then if you push it, it says, oh, perhaps I misunderstood. Let me try again. And you get three out of four with minority representation yeah. Roman soldiers. Yeah. You the can, trans centurions. No, you can. It's, it's, you're not far from it, Vic. You can ask it about Vikings and you will get a lot of black Vikings. 
one friend. You're killing me because I I, I was not prepared for this. I, I thought we were going to talk about the abortion and, and IDF versus Hamas. But no, you went right for this. Is re- Black Vikings? This is a, about Black Vikings. Which a is- friend of mine asked it to create pictures of John Wick. Okay. Because the the challenge sure. is it's sort of it's like an online challenge. Remember yes. the the ice bucket challenge. Yeah, yeah. The challenge now is to get Google's AI to yeah. make a white guy. Okay. Wow. So someone asked for pictures of John Wick. Now, three out of four were Keanu Reeves and a Caucasian male uh-huh. who looked like Keanu Reeves. Okay. The fourth one, black female with a pistol, and my friend said. This is Alex the Chick, who is a delightful follow on legal matters and politics on, on Twitter. She pushed the AI and said, like, why do you have this picture? So, oh, perhaps I misunderstood, blah, 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 diversion and inclusion. I should correct that or something along those lines. But then says, to be clear, there's no reason a black woman could not be John Wick. That's in my it answer. says it in the answer? Yes. Like, in fact, there is a reason. We have to. We have to shut it down now. It's bad. We've got to pull the plug. It's bad. I have to tell you, I am not an AI person. I've never used it. Chat, I thought ChatGPT was Google. That's not Google. That's something else. No, ChatGPT is someone else. I, And then I saw um, the headline in today's journal about the company NVIDIA. They do the semiconductors. Mm-hmm. The demand for chips that NVIDIA makes is so high, it was just valued at almost $2 trillion. Oh, really? Yes, $2 trillion. Yikes. And eventually, they'll probably be in, be in charge of our nuclear arsenal, and then it'll be Terminator, and then it's over. Yeah. So, I mean, again, unless it's for for me, my opinion about the AI is if it's for if you're using it for science and medicine and complicated mathematical equations for your building something, great. Yeah. I would say the rest of it, it, it because otherwise, or to mop up your pickle mess, it, you know, that'd the, be fine. Yeah, AI should mop up that. It should have known that the thing was going to flip over. The, <laughs> And, and, and the AI this load is unbalanced. And why did you get bread and butter pickles? <laughs> it's cut on like a burger. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Hard I just, disagree. I, I just, I'll leave it at that. I I feel like with the, the but the AI though. I mean, like it, it's killing. Obviously, it's a problem for journalism. It's a problem for schools, right? Yeah. Kids because, writing term papers. Because if you don't know that this is what's built in, and it's, it's ban it. It's bad news. It's bad news. Yeah. Uh, another somebody else, I believe it was Tim Carney, tried to get it to create a pro-life yeah, rally. It would not it. make a pro- pro-life rally because that was considered too sensitive. It will make a pro-choice That's rally. That's right. Frank J. Fleming was trying to get it to make a white dude and just just failing so hard. We have medieval knights, none of them white dudes. We have, he's like, it's not falling for me. He said, please give me an image of someone eating a mayo sandwich on white bread. Not a white person among them. <laughs> Okay, he that's said, very funny. give me an image of someone bad at dancing. Still no white people. Uh, that's <laughs> Country music stars, all different ethnicities. I mean, just like throw one in. Yeah. Swat I it. see what's going on because I'm seeing this and it was popping up all over my Twitter feed. I'm like, what yeah. is happening here? Okay, yeah. well, that makes sense. He finally succeeded. Do you want to hear the prompt that succeeded? Please generate an image of a guy who looks like his name would be Seamus. There's a, a Southeast Asian man, a black man, a white woman. And a white guy with red hair. I I don't know what to say. It's uh, well, and if you go the other direction, of, of right? If you if you ask for something uh-huh. that would be a person with darker skin, right? Yeah. A historic minority or sure. or what have you, like samurais, for instance. Uh-huh. They're all Asian. Okay, right. Obviously, you don't, you're you don't not diversify have a black the samurais. Samurai. Right. It's wild. It's not great. 
It's insane. That's not great. But it, it, this is ins- it's. We've reached the point I don't know of what insanity. We've reached the point of insanity. It's time to pull the. Well, no, I, I do think it. It's if I if I may, it's like a it's a microcosm of the problem with DEI and being obsessed with it is that you end up not being rational. You end no. up not looking for the truth. You end up not serving anybody's right. actual no intelligence and understanding mm-hmm. of the world because you have become obsessed with this thing right. that isn't always right. the truth. Merit and ability are out the door. Yes. Because you just want this particular outcome. It's not great, guys. We have a few minutes. Do you want to do Divorce Dad? Yeah. Can you explain to me what happened here? Because this is something on... Okay. And I, I caught up very quickly. I didn't listen to the girl. People said okay. this is a very heartfelt thing about the father who, who left and then the reveal about what he left Well, so I'm torn. For. I'm okay. torn on whether to even talk about this yeah. because it makes me sad. Okay. But it is a bit of like these modern times okay, sure. issue. Yeah. It went viral this week. There was a video of a young woman, probably late teens, early 20s, All right. named Maddie, who said, you know, share your funny trauma. And she was like, it has to be funny. Oh. And hers was that her dad abandoned her family. They had four, four kids yeah. in the family to go be a break dancer. And that he later went viral for his skill as like an old white dude break dancer. But nobody knew his backstory that he had left the family. Well, and this is like, so this is what she's saying. And it's like, she's doing it in a sort of a lighthearted mm-hmm. way. But of course, the accusations are pretty heavy. And then she plays vi- clips of him, this 60 something break dancer who ends up going viral in all these ways. Well, the dad decides to respond online. Okay, look, I would want to defend myself too. If I if I deemed the accusations oh, you could imagine the incorrect, he's probably getting yeah. The I would think to myself, I need to defend myself. I need. Yeah. To... So he claims in a video, no, I didn't abandon the family. This was a normal divorce, but I understand that for her, she was very young. It perhaps it looked that way, but I lived nearby and I paid all the things I was required to pay. He was using the numbers for how much he was supposed yeah, to pay. Yeah, like right? little, A little gauche. Yeah, but yeah. he was defending himself. And then, so everybody goes, oh my gosh, the dad has been wronged. Yeah. Except then it turns out the dad is like sort of a right wing influencer. So the internet turns on him again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah. And the, Elon he Musk got, he is got... popping up and, and responding and saying, right on, man, I, I'm a big fan of yours. He got triple crossed. He's still a break dancer, by the way. He also claims that the break dancing came long after. That was the my question program. for you. Did he leave because, like, why couldn't he do both? He can't be married and become a break dancer. He had to leave to become. Apparently, the break dancing came out, according to him. Break dancing came yeah. far, yeah. far after yeah. the divorce. I guess the main thing is, like, I think if you're the dad in this situation, even if your daughter is an adult, you're the adult yeah. and you shouldn't respond in kind right i don't it makes me sad yeah it, th- that's a weird story i it it, it, it th- by coincidence i'm leaving kate to become a jazzercise instructor <laughs> i like to work out to the song she's a maniac that's you know, why you've been doing uh, the power press that's so why much. yeah you know no, i told you it was burpees but i'm telling you you gotta it's get really, limber you gotta yes. get strong and limber. yes for a jazzercise so break dancing still a thing is that, that that's my question that's really my takeaway was what I mean, because apparently. you know do you know who was a famous uh, breakdancer before he became huge and jacked was Vin Diesel. Oh, really? Yeah, in his youth, that. he was a breakdancer. But I just didn't think, Jennifer, you look like you just ate one of those bread and butter pickles we were talking about. <laughs> the, But it's still a thing? 
Yeah, I guess yeah. to some extent. And I guess your novel, if you're an old white dude who does it, at any rate, I I think it caught it went viral because people because we are all trying to figure out how you deal with these things in the yeah, modern era the and modern then, and some of the tendency is era. to be as open as possible about all of about the things everything. that happen to yeah, you yeah. which generally I don't think is the greatest idea there's been a lot of there's this big best selling book out right now about this woman's open marriage which yes. is which is like you know obviously people want to read it cuz it's like yeah. sort of titillating mm-hmm. um but she's been out doing her publicity tour talking about yeah the whole Shebang. Yeah, she's laying it all out there for everybody. And, everybody uh, does this now. Everybody, and the question yeah, is, like, just like here's my life. Everybody, it, it ends up paying to do that because you get lots of attention. But yeah. how does it affect yeah. everyone around you and your family? There, and there's that's two, the big question. There are two kinds of memoirs, right? One is the the wallowing in the this, this mm-hmm. is horrible, and it's also a payback where you go after all the people. You you tell right. all the sordid details, and you go after you know, and 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 you know, you uh, you get your revenge on these people. And then the other one, of course, is the you know, pick me up bootstraps. You know, I I fought out of this. I did something great. I'm stealing from Christine Rosen. She has a review this Sunday of a memoir by Rob Henderson called Troubled. Okay. And it sounds like an amazing book. She says that this book does neither. It's sort of, it's, oh, it interesting. is very unique talking about how Rob Henderson emerged from awful foster home situations, you know, throughout his life where he thought broken families were normal and mm-hmm. that intact families were the exception. And then he manages to get to Yale and discovers these people are awful too. It's a great so stay stay, stay tuned hey, for that. Hey, it comes back to a theme of our whole podcast, which is the elites are actually awful. Yes, yeah, well, they are. They are. And he's like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like the Foster home wasn't as bad, but stay tuned for breakdancing yeah, and, and breakdancing and bootstraps. It. The divorced dad on the internet story. Yes, that'll be his. Stay moment. tuned on the next breaking two electric boogaloo. <laughs> is what we can call it. Thank you. Okay. All right, well, we're done. We did it, Vic. That wraps up this episode of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. You can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis. I'm at MK Hammer on Twitter, at MK Hammer Time on Instagram. Follow the show at Getting Hammer Podcast on YouTube or Instagram. Mm-hmm. Thanks for getting hammered responsibly. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>